I am J.A. Lovelock, a barrister and an author, but most importantly, a crime junkie. Welcome to my podcast, Behind the Yellow Tape. Thou shalt not kill. So says the Sixth Commandment of the Old Testament Bible. Yet it comes as a bit of a surprise, a shock even, that in 1872, a man of the cloth, Reverend John Selby Watson, was sentenced to death for the killing of his wife, Anne Watson. He claimed he was insane at the time of the murder. But was that defence good enough to save him from the hangman's noose? Let's find out. On the 8th of October, 1871, Reverend John Selby Watson was found unconscious at his home in Stockwell, South London, by his servant, Ellen Pine. Reverend Watson had tried to kill himself. He had swallowed prussic acid, which is a cyanide compound. Ellen Pine found a note on Watson, which was addressed to his doctor. The note read, I have killed my wife in a fit of rage, to which she provoked me. So he states he had killed his wife. And now that he has attempted suicide, was he now trying to get out of facing the music? to get away with facing justice. John Selby Watson was born at Crayford in Kent in 1804 to humble Scottish parents. As a boy, he was educated first by an uncle. He then won a place at Trinity College Dublin, where he gained both a Bachelor of Arts and a Master of Arts degree in Classics in 1844. Whilst having a penchant and talent for the classics, he turned his mind to the church. He was first duly ordained as a deacon in 1839, and in 1840 he was made priest. And between 1839 and 1841, he served as a curate of Langport in Somerset. In 1844, he was made headmaster of Stockwell Grammar School. This was a worthwhile position. He had a fixed salary of £300 per annum. And in addition, he got extra money when the student population exceeded a certain number. The school was for many years quite prosperous. So financially, on the face of it, he was in a fairly good position. However, these good times were not to last. In later years, Stockwell Grammar began to lose its popularity. Student numbers began to fall. And 66-year-old John Selby Watson was given the chop. And what was worst the Board of Governors refused to give him a pension. 
But still, he continued with his classics and even became a respected and highly regarded scholar and translator of great works, such as Bond's classic library. He also wrote biographies and religious books. And from this, he made a very small income. And it was a few weeks after finishing his fourth volume, The History of the Papacy to the Reformation, that on the 8th of October 1871, then in his late 60s, John Selber Watson was found unconscious by his servant, Ellen Pine. John Selby Watson married Anne Armstrong at St. Mark's Church, Dublin, in January 1845, after a very long courtship. After nearly 30 years of marriage and trivial disputes, agitated the couple's domestic life with increasing frequency. Until such bickering erupted into a full-blown murder scene where Selby Watson bludgeoned his wife Anne to death with the butt of his pistol. Such pistol was found on Selby Watson's dressing table. Having confessed to the murder in that he killed his wife in a fit of rage after she provoked him, Selby Watson had recovered enough to stand trial in January 1872 at the Old Bailey in London. Despite a history of arguing with his wife, Selby Watson did not argue the defence of provocation at his trial. What he did, though, was put forward the defence of insanity. However, this was not accepted by the court. And after an hour and a half's deliberation, the jury found him guilty of murder. But having found him guilty of murder, they, the jury, recommended he be shown mercy, that is, his neck to be spared from the hangman's noose, largely because of his age and previous good character. The presiding judge, Mr Justice Biles, disagreed with the jury on the matter of mercy being shown to the convicted and therefore sentenced the vicar to death by hanging. So what was the evidence that convicted the Reverend John Selby Watson? Firstly, before he was found by his servant, Ellen Pine, on the 8th of October, he had told her that his wife Anne had gone out of town. When the truth was, she lay dead upstairs in a locked room at the marital home of 28 St. Martin's Road in Stockwell, having been killed a few days earlier by her husband, the vicar. Secondly, 
Selba Watson had lied about red stains on the carpet of the house, claiming that was port which he had spilled. And, astonishingly, he had earlier placed an order with a carpenter for a large wooden box, which it was believed he had intended to use to dispose of Anne's body. These actions appeared to be of a man sane enough to know what he was doing. In addition, regarding his plea of insanity, the superintendent of a local lunatic asylum gave evidence that, in his opinion, the defendant, John Selba Watson, was perfectly sane. And I suppose, being a superintendent of the asylum, he should know. From his professional experience, he could tell the difference. So to all intents and purposes, John Selby Watson was not insane. He was a man of the cloth, in a fit of rage, willfully murdered his wife. And besides, he showed no remorse whatsoever throughout the trial. And as a cleric, a man who would be expected to know the Bible inside out, he seemed to have little regard for the Sixth Commandment and broke the cardinal rule of thou shalt not kill. Nonetheless, Mr. Justice Barnes, who had sentenced him to death, changed his mind. He told the Home Secretary that in John Selby Watson's case, there was temporary insanity, and this is not a case of which the sentence of death should be carried out. Well, fancy that. The Home Secretary duly did what he was bid and commuted Selby Watson's death sentence to life imprisonment. This somewhat late-in-the-day decision, however, finding that there was temporary insanity, was not without controversy. Many before him, Reverend John Selby Watson, have swung for less than that. And almost certainly, if they were of a lower social standing than a clergyman. Nonetheless, due to no obvious signs of madness, the Reverend was sent to Parker's prison on the Isle of Wight. He was not sent to Broadmoor Criminal Lunatic Asylum in a rural Berkshire for the criminally insane, which he should have been, given that he was deemed to be insane, albeit temporarily. Now that's interesting. Still, at the ripe old age of 80, while still in prison, Reverend John Selby Watson expired, having become seriously ill with a skin infection of the dermis layer of the skin, which led to him falling out of his hammock and banging his head. At his funeral, there was only one mourner, 
a former pupil who paid for the funeral. Did the Reverend John Selber Watson get away with murder? You decide. Thanks for listening. I am J.A. Lovelock. Join us again next time as we go behind the yellow tape. Till then, catch up with more episodes at btytpodcast.com and on all podcast platforms. I'm an American vigilante. I have a question for you. What would you do if someone you cared about was abducted, taken from you? Would you call me? Would you care about how I got them back? Download American Vigilante now.